Hi, I'm Anita, and this is Care Experts, brought to you by Care Credit. The Care Credit credit card can help you get the look you've always wanted now. Care Credit is accepted at hundreds of thousands of locations nationwide for things like cosmetic surgery, injectables, and other beauty procedures. Today, we're in Los Angeles, California with Dr. Ferris Yamin. Dr. Yamin is a licensed plastic surgeon in Beverly Hills. Dr. Yamin specializes in rhinoplasty, facial aesthetics, and body procedures. So Dr. Yamin, today we're talking about breast reduction surgery for both men and women. So can you tell me a little bit about the different types of surgeries? So in terms of breast reduction for, for women, uh, the different types of surgeries really divides on the two things, the approach to create the pedicle to maintain blood supply to the nipple areola complex, okay. and also the approach how you design your skin incision to remove the extra skin and uh, breast tissue that you want to get rid of. So that combining the two approaches will give you multiple varieties of, of surgeries. You can, in terms of removing the, the skin and breast tissue, you can do a vertical approach in which there will be incision only around the areola and a vertical line that goes down to the fold which commonly known as lollipop, or the inverted T or the anchor approach in which the, there will be an incision the same, same way, but there will be an incision along the fold. In my practice, I try to avoid putting any incision along the fold okay. because I, be, I believe that scars might show on the side or the middle side of the, of the breast. If, uh, if a woman trying to wear any bikini or a low cut shirt, you don't want to have that. Mm -hmm. The vertical approach is usually my preferred approach. Now, when it comes to, to creating the pedicle, which is that's the tissue that you are leaving behind to maintain blood flow and innervation to the nipple areola complex, really the main essence of the procedure, other than getting rid of the extra weight and tissue on the, on the breast tissue, is maintaining the perkiness and the uh, innervation of the nipple areola complex and maintain the aesthetic uh, landmarks of the, of the breast. My preferred pedicle is the superior medial pedicle for a, for a specific reason that the the aesthetic units of the of the breast that's most appeal, appealing and pleasing is when you're looking at the cleavage and the upper pole. Okay. So you want to maintain the breast tissue and the connection of the breast tissue into the, that superior medial kind of uh, orientation where it maintains the fullness and the projection in the cleavage and the upper pole. Now, what are some of the other pros and cons? I know you mentioned a con might be depending on the type that you're doing is some scarring. So are there mm -hmm. other cons that um, people should know of? So yeah, that's that's the, uh, that's other important uh, thing to keep in mind. Uh, the old school or the old technique of doing a breast reduction in which the, uh, the, the main focus is to reduce the amount of uh, breast tissue and reduce the weight and de decrease the symptoms from the heaviness and the density of the breast tissue. Mm -hmm. But with that approach, we're, we're neglecting the aesthetics of the, of the result. So when you uh, fillet open the breast tissue and try to get rid of as much as you want and try to put it back all together, you're avoiding the idea of maintaining that projection, that fullness on top, that cleavage. Because as you're trying to reduce the breast, but also you want to maintain that aesthetically pleasing look for, for, uh, for the breast. That's why I combine with my, my breast reduction liposuction and fat grafting. Okay. And it sounds a little bit, there is a little bit of finesse in it. It sounds a little bit uh, crazy that you, you, you're doing this. But my idea of it is that I don't want to dismantle the architecture of the, of the breast. I want to maintain the breast 
main supporting ligaments because I want my work to last and yeah. last longer as possible. So I use the liposuction as an adjunct of defatting and weakening the, the heaviness and the density of the, of the breast. And I use that extra fat that I am getting, uh, I'm getting out to add more volume and more rounded, more, more well-shaped cleavage. Because even though the breast now is lighter, it's more supported, it's sitting higher up where we want it, mm -hmm. but also we want it to look fuller and looks pleasing in clothing and uh, bikini and et cetera. I know you just touched on this, but what, what would you say is kind of the main benefit for um, a breast reduction procedure? So in, in my mind, uh, you, you're, you're targeting all three. You, okay. are, you are lifting the breast, you are maintaining the aesthetic landmarks of the breast, and you're also decreasing the weight and the heaviness of the breast that usually applies a lot of pain and tension on the shoulders, on the back. My, my breast reduction patients are my happiest patients. Usually, most patients, they wake up from surgery, they will have some incisional pain, some discomfort from the procedure. Breast reduction patients wake up from surgery, they are actually pain-free because they wow. got rid of all that weight from their chest. They got all that tension on their shoulders. They are immediately happy. They are looking forward for, for their recovery. So to your point, do the breasts need to be a certain size in order to even qualify for breast reduction? Uh, n not really, and that's, uh, that's actually interesting you mentioned this. Uh, recently I was uh, uh, talking to one, one of my patients and uh, she asked me, do you think I'm too crazy to ask to, uh, to do that? And, mm -hmm. I, and I said, well, why, why are you saying that? And apparently her, uh, her significant other thought that it's not smart of her to go to reduce the size of her breast, yeah. even though she's having uh, symptoms from it and she doesn't feel like the breast, the size of the breast matches her, uh, her body. Okay. So in, in the end of the day, you want, you want the patient to be looking, uh, looking forward to have that new volume and new shape and also relieve the symptoms from, uh, from uh, that, the heavy weight of the breast. So there is really no second magic number where, oh no, you're too big or you're too small. It's okay. how you feel. If you have the symptoms, if you think that doesn't match the landmarks of your chest and the landmarks of your, of your uh, body, then you're, you qualify for it. So I'm very curious, is this a painful procedure? So there is some, some pain uh, in the recovery period, but it is nothing compared to how much relief from losing all that weight and tension on your, on your chest. So talk to me about the recovery period. Is it going to be painful? What, are, what is aftercare like? And what are some things um, patients can expect? So uh, most, most patients, uh, since we are not actually moving the muscle and placing implants, so most patients does not have that much of a uh, restriction or required limitations during their recovery. The first week is, is going to be the most uh, needing week for, uh, for, from them, that they will have some swelling, bruising, and uh, some discomfort that gradually will, will get better. I, the only thing that I do for my patients, because I add a little bit of fat grafting on top of the breast, I limit them from wearing anything compressing on the breast because I don't want to lose uh, that, that fat. But passing this by the second week, most of the incisions would have healed, most of the swelling and the bruising would have settled, the fat would have taken, so I will relieve them gradually to go back to their usual clothings and usual daily activities. Is there going to be any scarring or nerve damage long-term? Uh, Scarring obviously depends on how meticulous you are in, in closing the incisions. Uh, I do multiple layers closures, six to seven layers of closures. I do scar management uh, afterward and 
very uh, OCD in trying to make sure that I leave the least scarring on the breast uh, as possible. And like I said, I do my vertical to avoid adding more scarring under, underneath the breast. So yes, there is an incision, so there will be uh, so, uh, some scarring, but with, with good closure, okay. good care, good scar management, most of the scar by six month period, most of it will, will fade away. Uh, nerve damage, if you do your pedicle correctly, and again, without dismantling the architecture of the breast and without dissecting too much in the breast tissue, you are not expecting to damage any nerve. You will have some changes in the sensation of the nipple areola complex, but it will come back. Now, is it ever common for breasts to grow back after having the surgery? That's true, that, that actually can happen. And okay. especially this for the, uh, the for procedures that when we do it on young females, uh, mm -hmm. it's, uh, when they have a, a hormonal uh, condition that resulted into overgrowth of their breasts very early in their puberty. Okay. And so obviously they are still, they have, they have a more time for them to have more hormonal effect on their breast, more right. weight fluctuation. So there is a possibility that they might gain more weight, they, if pregnancy hits, then the breast might get, get bigger and then you might have to do it again. Now, if you're doing it on a, a little bit older uh, female that had passed all these hormonal fluctuations and weight changes in, in their lifespan, it's most likely one undone for them. Are there any cons of having a breast reduction surgery, like maybe sensitivity or issues nursing down the line if you were pregnant? Again, it goes back to the comparing the old techniques to the new, newer techniques of creating the, the pedicle. If you are dissecting too much in the, in the breast tissue and you are removing a lot of the main parenchyma of the breast and you are affecting the architecture of the breast, yeah, for sure, there is a chance that you might affect the sensation and affect the ability to, to, to breastfeed. But we got much, much better with time how we can handle all these tissues and how to maintain the structure and the parenchyma of the breast. So, they're, currently, the, most of my patients, they don't have uh, much changes in their sensation or their ability uh, to breastfeed. So how is this procedure different for men? So for men, the, the approach is a, a little bit different. So for men, the term for uh, men, uh, breast reduction is gynecomastia excision or gynecomastia reduction. The causes for gynecomastia, either there will be an extra fat pocket on the chest, okay. which that can be addressed with just liposuction, mm -hmm. or there may be a glandular hypertrophy. Again, due to hormonal, usually men have it very early in their life. Um, maybe they address it you know, later on in their life, but usually due to that hormonal fluctuation due to puberty, glandular tissue can can uh, expand in, in the men and in that in that case liposuction by itself won't work because liposuction won't suck out the glandular tissue usually it's a tough fibrous uh, tissue the old technique to address that is to create a scar on the chest of, of the man and trying to get rid of the of this glandular tissue to get rid of all this fullness and uh, in on their chest Problem is putting a scar on the man's chest, it's very noticeable. Yeah. It looks like a, like a shark bite on, yeah. on their chest. So we devised a new technique using uh, a, a small uh, device. I, I have it in, in my OR, it's called a morselizer. It's a small device that goes inside and chews that tissue and make that tissue break down into a small uh, particles that I can take them out with the, with the liposuction cannula in addition to that, I use thermal tightening in order to get rid of all the redundant skin to snap back and take the shape of the pectoralis. So in men, you want to shape their breast, yeah. the shape of the pectoralis, which exactly. makes them look youthful and athletic. Mm -hmm. 
So that's, that's my approach for it. And all that can be done with the small incisions that's hidden on the side. So there will be no cuts on the, on the man's chest, no cuts on the, on the uh, nipple areola complex oh. or on the chest itself. Everything will, will be hidden. And, and this way you get rid of the fat, the glandular tissue, and help the skin also shrink back and take the shape of the pectoralis muscle. Well, now another really important question. How much can you expect to pay on average for breast reduction? I mean, it depends on the, uh, the, how big is the reduction. And uh, if we're adding the combination of the liposuction and the fat grafting, you're looking around maybe 15,000 to okay. maybe 20,000. Uh, uh, for men, uh, ch chest reduction slightly uh, on the lower price will be less than 50,000, maybe between 12 and 15,000. Well, thank you so much for all your information and for joining us, Dr. Yamin. Thank you, my pleasure. All of our featured care experts accept and recommend the Care Credit credit card, which is accepted at hundreds of thousands of provider locations nationwide. Visit carecredit.com for more information. Thanks for joining us on Care Experts with Care Credit. If you enjoyed this episode, please subscribe and share with friends and family. And stay tuned for new episodes every week. All information, opinions, and recommendations discussed in this episode are for your information only. We believe the information sources are generally reliable, but because of possible human or mechanical error by the sources, Synchrony or its affiliates, including Care Credit, does not provide warranty to the accuracy, quality, or completeness of the information or any results obtained from it. Any statement or opinions in this episode are the doctor's alone, and included data was current to the time of creating this episode. Please consult your own advisors before using any of this information.